Support comes from Missouri Forest Products Association, committed to sustainable and sound conservation of the state's forests, which support more than 41,000 Missouri jobs, resulting in a $10 billion industry. Choosewood.com. It's Thursday, December 2nd. This is The Gateway. I'm Wayne Pratt. The pandemic is leading to a spike in rural housing prices throughout the country, including Missouri. The jump in real estate values is making it tough for some longtime residents of smaller communities. My daughter lives with my sister at the moment because I don't have a home. My two boys are living with the ex-husband and I'm staying with friends because there's no house. We will examine the impact of increasing housing prices in rural areas in just a few minutes. An analysis by the Missouri Department of Health and Senior Services finds mask mandates prevented coronavirus infections in Missouri's biggest cities. The Missouri Independent reports last month's analysis ordered by Governor Mike Parson's office was never made public. It compares infection and death rates in Missouri's large metropolitan regions to the rest of the state. The four jurisdictions imposed mask mandates in late July and early August as the Delta variant was peaking. State Health Director Don Cariff sent Parson an email with the study's finding that mask mandates are effective. Emails obtained by the Missouri Independent show the analysis was not included in material the department prepared for cabinet meetings. Parson has repeatedly spoken out against local mask mandates. Bill filing for the upcoming Missouri legislative session is underway, and political leaders are calling for a parent's bill of rights in schools. As St. Louis Public Radio's Kate Grumke reports, both political parties say it's needed to increase transparency. Missouri's Republican Attorney General and Democrats in the legislature each released their own proposals for a parents' bill of rights. The proposals are similar, but differ on information about vaccinations and how the bill of rights would be enforced. Some educators have concerns. Mark Jones is the communications director for the Missouri chapter of the National Education Association, a teacher's union. We already have very good transparency laws in the state of Missouri, and much of this information is publicly available already. Our concern is simply that we preserve the local control input by parents and ensure that educators have a seat at the table. U.S. Senator Josh Hawley also proposed similar legislation at a national level last month. I'm Kate Grumke, St. Louis Public Radio. St. Louis officials are again proposing an expanded Metrolink line that would run through the city to South St. Louis County. Mayor Tashara Jones wants to expand the existing line with money from the infrastructure bill passed by Congress and with around $40 million in city sales tax revenue. Experts say a focus on light rail could come at the expense of improving bus service. Kate Lowe is an urban planning professor at the University of Illinois, Chicago. It would have to be very carefully done to make sure that the economic development benefits existing residents um, and brings benefits to black and brown residents and current bus riders. Lowe appeared on St. Louis on the air. St. Louis Downtown Airport and Quincy Regional Airport are included in a round of funding to complete improvement projects that have languished for years. The state has approved $94 million for small and mid-sized airports throughout Illinois. Governor J.B. Pritzker says the money will fund 96 projects, many of which are not eligible for some federal funding. We want our airports throughout the state to be the best in the nation. And these airport grants are making a real difference. 
every community deserves prosperity, safety, resilience, and opportunity. And that's what this program seeks to advance. Illinois' network of airports is one of the largest in the nation, with more than 850 places to land planes. A 14-year St. Louis County police veteran has died, and another has been injured in a car crash. Antonio Valentine was killed in the crash near the intersection of Chambers Road and Crete Drive yesterday. The other officer was treated and released. Police say the driver in a separate vehicle also died. Investigators say the officers were in a vehicle that was struck by a car that sped away from an attempted stop by other officers. Authorities say Detective Valentine was also a combat military veteran of Iraq. The pandemic has sparked high housing prices throughout the country, including remote and rural Missouri towns that have experienced low real estate values for decades. As Frank Morris reports, the surge of interest in once-forgotten places is also squeezing some longtime residents. For years, the run-up in housing prices passed by vast stretches of so-called flyover country. Take Osceola, Missouri, a town of 900 an hour beyond the outskirts of Kansas City. It's smaller than it was a century ago, and home prices were in the basement for decades before the pandemic. Hello. On a recent morning, the small real estate office on the square in Osceola is full of Californians, like Robert Velasquez, and housing is in short supply. So now you know why people like us coming out is why you got a shortage on homes. Velasquez, along with his wife and her siblings, are shopping for property here. They're approaching retirement and say that California has become too expensive and, for them, too liberal. And Velasquez's brother-in-law, Craig Yoder, says that coming from California, they're wielding substantial buying power in rural Missouri. We have three good incomes and three properties that we can sell in California. I own my house outright, so it's pure profit, and the, the prices have gone crazy. And prospective buyers like Yoder are driving up rural home prices, according to Daryl Fairweather, an economist with the real estate brokerage Redfin. Across the board, home prices have gone up, and people are moving towards places that are more affordable because of remote work that they wouldn't have considered before. I'm actually part of this trend. I moved from Seattle, which had been seeing price growth for quite some time, to a rural part of Wisconsin. To Williams Bay, Wisconsin, a town of about 2,600 on a small lake. Home prices in her new hometown have spiked about 20% in the last year. Fairweather says remote work is driving lots of the rural relocations, with climate change, politics, and lifestyle issues also propelling moves. The rise in rural property values can vary dramatically from region to region and town to town. But Zillow economist Alexandra Lee says on average, rural home prices are up around 16 percent. And that in many places, it's the first big price spike in anyone's memory. And I think that might especially feel momentous in a rural area where home values are lower, where incomes are generally lower. These rural areas that historically haven't seen that much volatility in their home prices, suddenly seeing a run-up in prices on par with metropolitan areas. That city-style price jump can fall hard on people like Misty Kentner, a mother of three who works in a kitchen in a combination restaurant, gas station, and craft store in Osceola. She says the housing crisis has split up her family. I actually, my daughter lives with my sister at the moment because I don't have a home. My two boys are living with the ex-husband. And I'm staying with friends because there's no house. Kenner doesn't want to buy. She just wants to rent a place in a town 
where she's lived for 20 years. Michelle Johnson, who manages a gas station and restaurant here, says Kentner's struggle is a familiar one, hurting businesses that lose good workers. There's a multitude of reasons why somebody would need to move, and finding them housing in this town is incredibly difficult. And then if they can't find housing here, they're going to move on and probably not continue to be an employee here. That's just always a problem here. Redfin's Daryl Fairweather says rural rents will likely keep rising next year, but that the unprecedented surge in interest in remote rural real estate may be easing. Now things have equalized, and I think that's because the pandemic is subsiding. People are more eager to get back to cities and enjoy big city amenities. Still, Fairweather expects rural home prices to keep climbing as people find themselves priced out of cities and suburbs and continue to look for cheaper places to live. I'm Frank Morris. Frank is a reporter at KCUR in Kansas City. Shula Newman is the executive editor of St. Louis Public Radio. We are a listener-supported service of the University of Missouri-St. Louis. Music by Ryan McNeely of Adult Fur. I'm Wayne Pratt. This has been The Gateway. Support comes from Mosby Building Arts, a design-build company committed to remodeling the right way. Visit callmosby.com to get project inspiration for any room of your house.